Okay, so what you thought uh, Aubrey should have gotten the nod for for his music video for Life Is Good? Well, you know, it really did an excellent job of portraying the allegory that is life and how it can be good, uh, ranging from being fast food workers to uh, driving a garbage truck uh, to really being able to somehow afford on a minimum wage job to buy studio time and then produce some music. No, it was terrible. No, it was, <laughs> it was awful. I hate it, Dick. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, listeners at home. Welcome to the Two Blacks and Some Bullshit. Some Bullshit. Or yeah. an award show. Or an award show. I mean, it really, the one we're about to talk about, both apply, so... I'm going to run with some bullshit, but maybe we'll change it up for the art, you know, keep it a little bit more kosher. But anyway, yeah, we'll decide later. <laughs> your two wonderful hosts, this is Malcolm Dodson. And I am Cyrus Wesson. And we're here to discuss some bullshit. Discuss some bullshit. So everybody, the Grammy uh, nominations came out a while ago. This podcast is probably going to come out, you know, January, February. Yeah. But uh, it just feels like it feels like we're always getting snubbed, man. In the worst ways. I mean, and this year is probably the most direct, the most blatant snub, I would have to say. Pour some out for the homies, because we're about to talk about my man Abel. And we don't need to get into it yet. Malcolm, how are mm, you doing mm, today? Mm. But just know that we're going to talk about Abel. Well, if I set aside the worst snub of Grammy history, uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I, I I can't complain. It's it's a good week. It's starting off on the right foot. I'm here it's a recording. You know, it's a Monday. How, how about yourself? I'm doing okay, man. I took uh, I took some days off of of work and That's how you just been do living. It. You know, just been cleaning cleaning up, living in beautiful San Francisco, rainy as hell. Uh, but we we loving it out here. You did something. I did do something. Yeah. I did do something. Yeah, I played some video games and relaxed. But uh, no, it's been it's been a good time. It's been a good time out here. That's good. You know, you you really have to take those me days, especially in current year. Um, could be twenty twenty. Could be twenty twenty one. It doesn't really matter the year. Either way, you need to take some time for yourself. Do a reset. You know, just allows you to appreciate some of the the more simple things. And Malcolm, what's uh, what's our what's our podcast about? What are we talking about? Well, today we are going to be discussing the Grammy nominations. The Grammy nominations. The Grammy you know. nominations. And uh, at this time, when you guys are listening to it, there there will probably be some winners already announced and. Uh, we'll try to get it out before them, but if we can't, you know, uh, bear with us. Um, It'll make us look all that more prophetic when we release it after the Grammys <laughs> have been decided and all of our takes are exactly right. And we'll also throw out a, you know, a couple allusions to this episode every <laughs> every now and then in some other interviews and ask what other people think about think about our grammy nominations absolutely you know that's how that's how you get big we're just trying to get our name out there just trying to get our name out there <laughs> just like abel abel 
you've been trying to get your name out there for a while now and you know the the world <laughs> the world saw your album and we loved it but the grammys didn't the words the proper words to describe the effect after hours the album has had on my life just they escape me much like the nomination escape table <laughs> you know and i'm sure that's that's probably what ended up happening for all the the voters or all the people who decide what gets nominated it was just it had such a profound effect on them that they felt it wouldn't be right for them to even put it in the same category as some of the other noms. That's my guess. Or or blinding lights just blinded them to that, the truth. That's got to be it. That, that might be it. That had to be. You know, sometimes the simplest answers are the right ones, and I think that could be <laughs> the truth in this case. Yeah, that album, I, I think we've played it every night that you've come over to to my house every night that i for sure we've played the album i think i have found ways to play it front to back without people noticing every night and i think that's been my main takeaway because it's it's so much more than heartless blinding lights and after hours you know yeah Yeah. it's just such a return to form uh, uh no matter what era of the weekend you like, I felt like there was a track or a cut that called back to that for someone, for all the fans out there. And, mm-hmm. and, which is why it hurts. It hurts me, Abel. It hurts me <laughs> for you to be denied your rightful place. How do you think Abel feels? I've seen some news articles, but how do you think he really feels? You know, if his you think tw- he cares, I he cares immensely. If his Twitter posts were anything to go by, uh, him saying that they owe they owe his fans an explanation. The Grammys are corrupt. I don't think that comes from a place of nonchalance or a place of not caring, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, the man has put in so much effort and so much work. And he's dropped, uh, you know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but he's dropped what I feel are modern-day classics, instant classics. Yeah, yeah. People have compared him with with the greats. Yeah. I mean, Michael's been thrown around a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Prince, depending on who you ask. Yeah, if you ask me. I I think think Weekend's more like Michael, but... uh, yeah, Prince. Prince had a bit more. Uh, it, the weekend almost tries to hide it. You know, mm-hmm. Prince doesn't try mm-hmm. to hide it. That's true. Yeah, he's a Prince was very much so in your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a very very good point. But yeah, man. I mean, I and I'm sorry, Abel. My heart goes out to you. Like I'm taking this really hard. Uh, so just know that your stands are. They've got your back. We're we're here for you. And you won the Grammy of our hearts. The Grammy of our hearts is yours, Abel. The weekend. <laughs> Truly my weekend. That's what you are. My every day. And it's better every day. So really, I just just know. But you know who did get a nomination? Who? My boy, Jack Harlow. Oh, God. 
Why? What, first of all, what did he get nommed for? <laughs> he got nommed for, uh, I believe it was for best rap performance. Performance. Best rap performance. My boy Jack Harlow. What's poppin'? Talk to me about Jack Harlow, Malcolm. Look, look let me let me just come out and, and say this. I get it, right? He's he's another white rapper that uh, it comes with a little bit of soul and a little bit of funk, and so a lot of mm-hmm. people give him that pass. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like Jack Harlow's got his own lane that he's been carving, mm-hmm. and he's staying within that lane, albeit he's going, you know, he's making mainstream records, but mm-hmm. he's always stayed within that lane. You know, he he knows what he is, and he's not trying to branch out for. You don't hear him, you know, using uh, uh, auto tune on his on his vocals. Yeah. No, you you see the authentic Jack Harlow. See, but that's that's the thing to me about Jack Harlow, your boy. Admittedly, your boy, Jack Harlow. My boy, I love that dude. The, I think he's great. It to me, it's it seems very inauthentic. If like. You, you hear people throw around terms like, you know, big tobacco or like big pharma. It feels like Jack Harlow is a rapper, musician, whatever, who's produced by big music, you know? No, he, no, no, yeah, no, no. He, he has all of those elements, you know? You need to have your white rapper of the times. And I, I guess I should have disclaimed this by saying I don't take away from any of his talent at all. What's popping? Fire not really all that inspired to me not not like it's anything it's not it's nothing new um and it seems like every time you get the next white rapper come out you hear there's a bunch of buzz they're hot shit for the next year or so and you know it always seems to be a question of do they have that staying power will they stand the test of time and i think he can and you think he'll give us that second good project because he didn't give us one (laughs) he gave us what's popping the album the album to be desired the album left a little bit to be desired i'm (laughs) I'm not gonna lie just because all of his singles were so good they were they were I yeah. take. Tyler Harrow um, was so good. Yeah. You know, and perfect it, timing with it too. Perfect timing. Yeah, you know, the the track with Big Sean, really good. It's yeah. it's good. It's yeah. got a little country swearing to it. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Big Sean was wearing in that video. It, it was a lot. It was a lot. There are some <laughs> I colors. Could, I think you could rock it. There was there was a bit of yellow in there. There was some some tan pants. Actually melanin. Melanin tan. No. Big Sean was looking like he was a a sub sandwich. Uh, you know, he had the mustard jacket. He had the the brown pants. He had a, a little bit of green sprinkled in there. Uh, very good for a sandwich. I don't know if it's as good as an outfit. <laughs> so, I, I can't personally say I was a big fan. Uh, but I also can't that? say I hated it. I yeah yeah. yeah. Talk about it. You know, I, I I wouldn't say that I wouldn't rock it. It's more like the more I look at it, the more confused I am and maybe intrigued even. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you can't look away. You're trying to figure out what mm. the hell's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. 
I think that uh, that the way that he was dressed as opposed to how Jack Harlow was dressed <laughs> in that video, I, I feel like they're they're trying to say something. Like Jack, do you have a pot belly? What's what's going on, man? You yeah, know, I'm not I'm sure. not trying to look at it, but I'm just saying like there's got to be there's got to be some level of of symmetry in uh, in the stars in the video, or maybe that's just how Big Sean gets down. You know, good music, good fits. That's maybe that's where that one was going. That might be it. That might be it. But let's take take me back to to the Grammys. I, I've had taking a, you back to I've best rap enough. performance. No, I've, Jack I've, I've had enough of, of what's popping. What else you. was in that? Thank what you. else was in that nomination though? Let's let's grab that real quick. Yeah. Well, we just we we hit. There was Bop. There was Bop, and Bop was in it. Dababe, Dababe. Uh, as he is colloquially known, <laughs> colloquially known worldwide, Dababe, uh, the baby, for for anyone who for those didn't listening get along that. at home, <laughs> uh, he he kind of had a standout year in 2019. Yeah, and he did put out. I think he put out a project or maybe two in in 2020. Um, but Bop was a part of the the songs that came out in his last cycle last year, so I'm I'm guessing it would have had to have dropped at the end of last year because they they do do that uh, disjointed year mm. of like end of 2019 through endish of 2020 as their their cutoff period. Mm. But I think that Bop was definitely. For damn sure, it was more impressive of a rap performance than your boy. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. But, wow, I'm stunned no. and hurt even. Well, you you have to take into account the fact that Dababe is French, <laughs> and so it's a little bit harder for him to rap in a non-native language. You know. That is true. Then I then I would give the nod to uh, Dababe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Also, Bop was the one where he was just running in the streets, right? That's right. He that had the whole musical performance. That music video was epic. Music video. Did did Bop get nominated for best music video? No, 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 no. But I'm just thinking about the music video. Hmm. What did get nominated for best music Ooh, video? Do you then? have that? Do you have that up there right now? I think there were a couple of different cuts. I know Beyonce was in there. We had Beyonce. We had Beyonce, um, Brown Skin Girl. Fantastic, fantastic it's really song, good. fantastic song. Really good. Music, and the music video, video was dope. Very empowering. Yeah. But and you know, I feel like I've been doing nothing but hot takes and inflammatory content. But you know, I have another one coming your way. Ooh, let let him hear it. Beyonce, first of all, Uh-oh. Be- wonderful preface beautiful <laughs> there's a prelude excellent music you're so much more than miss carter however love you i think beyonce lost me sometime i want to say within the past six or so years mm. Preach. And why not lost as in she diverged or she stopped doing good stuff or or even like putting out good messages it's just i feel like her messages aren't i'm not her target audience for her message or i'm i'm not the target audience that it's supposed to be empowering like i'm supposed to be receiving Mm. the message and don't get me wrong i completely recognize appreciate 
uh, and support the message. But it's also hard for me to passively it's not music you can like passively enjoy you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that take I agree with that take I think that there's a mood that you have to be in mm-hmm. uh, especially as a black straight male right. living in SF like or living in the Bay Area California there's there's a particular mood that you gotta be in to, to really enjoy Beyonce like that and mm-hmm. for some reason the Beehive is just always able to snap it on uh, they're they're so vicious I mean I, I would be lying if I said that they weren't a part of the reason that I, I ended up disconnecting a little bit from Beyonce why, why is that did you feel like it was just too uh uh, too influential to not influential is not the word it's I would say hive mindy and mm. you know I, I, I'm gonna upset two fan bases with this one I think you've already upset them but keep it going now I'm, I'm gonna throw another one into the mix here they, it reminds me a lot of the K-pop stands oh no yep I said it I oh, said no. it the fanatical Die hard. They do no wrong. Ugh. Support on every that move. That is Malcolm Dotson. Everybody you listening. It. You heard it here. Heard it here first, and definitely not the last time. Not for me, at the very <laughs> least. Do you, mm. what? What would you rather take? A mob of K-pop fans running at you, or a mob of the Beehive? Oh, that's wow. That, that's something I, I probably need to take a lot of time to think about. Yeah, you can answer by the end of the show. Yeah, you know what? Let, I, let me get – I'll have closing remarks. We'll, we'll get back to that. But let's – you know, I, I've spent enough time upsetting people. Uh, let, let's talk about some of the other music videos. You know, I, Harry Styles had one about a fish. <laughs> um, the song wasn't about a fish, but the music video was definitely about a fish. What what was that song? Adore you. Adore you. He adored the fish, I guess. I, it's it's got to be about there are other fish in the sea. You know, there there's got to be there's there's it's got to be back down to that. You know, he he loved this fish. He loved it so much more than uh than, you know, anything. Anything. Apparently. Anything apparently. And and he had to let it go when it just got too big for him to handle. You know, I, I'm glad you're able to take that away from the music video because I spent the first half of it wondering why there was a fish. And then I spent the second half wondering why the fish was getting bigger. And I didn't understand the intersection of why that was problematic other than the fact that he couldn't afford to feed the fish, maybe. I think he... Well, I mean, I remember... At one point, he was trying to feed it a, a almost looked like a chalupa or a taco, yeah, maybe a soft it, taco. It, it was a small taco, yeah, yeah. from from Taco Bell. I don't know. I mean, I I guess I have to appreciate that they didn't go the direction of it being like a mermaid or like you feed the fish like a, a prince in the. Fr- princess and the frog situation yeah you were you, know? you were definitely saying uh when we started watching that you were like is this fish gonna turn into a woman or what's what's going on here I, I, 
that was the predictable route, and I'm glad it subverted my expectations. I yeah, it was just a big fish. Yeah, big flounder. I, I don't know how to feel about that one. I mean, there's there was an art direction, as in there was art and it moved, in in a way. Was it cohesive? Did it make sense? I don't. Uh, I'll let the people at home decide. I'm just gonna say, it wasn't my best music video. Okay, so what you thought, uh, Aubrey Graham, uh, or not Aubrey Graham? Sorry, uh, uh, Aubrey should have gotten the nod for for his music video for Life Is Good. Well, you know, it really did an excellent job of portraying the allegory that is life and how it can be good. Uh, ranging from being fast food workers to uh, driving a garbage truck uh, to really being able to somehow afford on a minimum wage job to buy studio time and then produce a music. No, it was terrible. No, it was, <laughs> it was awful. I hate it. You have these mega millionaires masquerading as these uh, – down on their luck slash like average joe normal people uh and that like glamming it up it was awful (laughs) i hate it and and i and i do like the song right and and here here i am you know i'm uh i'll go on record and say it i'm not the biggest Drake fan (laughs) you're not (laughs) you know i'm not the biggest (laughs) Drake fan i think yeah just like you have your sentiments about jack harlow uh, I think that Drake's got talent, but uh, I mm. feel like he doesn't always use his talent to the to the top level. Sure, you know, I think that he cuts it easy. Sure, and uh, I I do like that song, but the music video was way too much. I I can't I can't I can't co-sign that. It it's just insulting, and then for them, life is not good. No, <laughs> they dropped it in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like no, <laughs> they, they don't have those jobs anymore. <laughs> essential workers hello did you like the did you like future though did you like future in that track i think future uh was at his best in this track as in he wasn't going la di da di da from the black panther album or you know just repeating a chorus so he, he dropped some nice bars did appreciate that what's what's your take on uh drake doing a lot of these songs I mean, your boy also does a lot of these songs, which we'll which we'll get into later. My little boy, boy Astro World, um, but uh, he does a lot of these songs where it switches up, switches up uh, in the middle, and switches to a whole nother beat, but it's the same track. I am a sucker for the beat switch. Really, I am. And I'm I, not. A, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. I. I just make it a new song. No, there's something. There's something so interesting about them and granted it it's lost its appeal it's not surprising anymore but i still like the the fact that they give you what feels like a complete vibe for the first half of the track and then they switch it up and they hit you with something new and it almost a lot of the time it almost feels so different like it should be another track but the themes combine and mesh together so well in my opinion, for like one strong cohesive experience, the theme of the of the track and the lyrics, or the themes within the beat. The themes within the track and the a lot of the time, I want to say the story. So yeah, the track and the lyrics for sure. 
The beats are typically very different, but I think the difference in the beats helps to illustrate, at the very least, for a lot of the the songs that I have in in, in mind when thinking about the beat switches, the beats being juxtaposed versus each other helps to show how different or the different two sides to that story and how it completes it by providing a full picture. Mm. You should be a poet. No, a poet. A poet would have been able to knock that one out in 30 seconds or less. You know, <laughs> I, I found my way, but it took a minute. You found your way there, yeah, but there were a couple bumps on the road. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I just feel like uh, when I listen to music, you know, I listen to a lot of electronic stuff, but I, yeah. I grew up on hip-hop and funk. Um, and if I listen to, to some music, I want to be – in that trance mm-hmm. you know and the minute that a beat drop or the minute that beat switches up mm-hmm. that's when that's when you lose my focus and then I, I have to regain that focus and that's a whole nother five ten seconds yeah that you've just that i i have to push to get on the same page as you and on like a four minute track it's like that's crucial exactly. yeah exactly that's how i feel about yeah. it it definitely took me some getting used to i want to say uh, was it Travis that did it for you? Was it Travis I th- Scott? I think it was. It probably I was. I think it was Travis Scott that, that really. Why? The song 90210 specifically. Yeah. Just, I, for me, full disclosure, first half of that track, when I first heard it, loved it. Did you start crying? I did not start crying, okay. no, no. I, I'm not a, I'm not a porn star girl from down in the valley, so it didn't really speak to me. Um, <laughs> really, I couldn't tell. Yeah, no, I, perhaps in a past life, a different life. But uh, the the first half of that track to me was was perfect. It was beautiful. It was ethereal, spacey, you know. Uh, and then the second part comes, and it's this like fast paced. He's like rapping, rapping, as opposed to just kind of, you know, mumble rapping over the beat. And it was a very different, I legitimately thought it was a different song altogether. And for the longest time, I couldn't, I couldn't make the two work in my head. Mm. And then something one day just clicked. And I feel like it elevated the whole experience for me. And since then, you've just loved the, the beat switch. Anytime it shows up. Ah, Pyramids. Pyramids actually was the first song. Frank. It was Frank. Oof. It was Frank. I, I think it was you that just told me about uh, Blonde might be about him going Super Saiyan from Dragon Ball. I definitely didn't say that because that is sacrilege <laughs> and upsets me greatly. I cannot. I think I think I heard that from you. I I would never say that. That's terrible. <laughs> We should get him on here. If he comes on here, you can Frank, tell us the truth. Pl- please, please show up and explain this because, first of all, I never said this. I think Cyrus is just saying this to piss me I'm off. I'm pretty sure you said it's, it. In no world would I ever slander your good name in this way. And don't get me wrong, I love Dragon Ball. <laughs> but still, that's that's just crazy. It's a crazy take. And because I've heard this crazy take, I need to go back into some more music videos because mm. we're not done. You know, we, we hit Brown Skin Girl. The music video category was stacked. It kind of was. 
Because Anderson Park. Lockdown. The legend. The legend. You know, he shook my hand once when I worked at Stone's Row, and I thought about not washing my hand again. Did you wake up it, after it was, that? <laughs> it was real, I swear. It was, uh, it was before, it was when he was still doing the, the No Worries album. So wow. It was, it was before he was signed uh, with Dre and all that. And yeah, you got him early. Yeah, he's... He's as dope as he looks in the videos as he is in person. He's awesome. He looks extremely genuine. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a real dude. Everything that you see in the videos is like him in reality. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, when watching the the lockdown video in particular, I mean, there's obviously a whole lot of stuff there for for the black experience. I mean, that's extremely, you know, moving. It's yeah. real. It's very powerful. Yeah, he was talking to us. Um but even then, like it, it didn't seem like it was just a performance to to capitalize on, you know, the the moment. The moment. Yeah. You know? It seemed like something that you know he actually like very, very real. Yeah, he lives and breathes believes. it. Yeah. You could you could tell that you know he was in those in those rallies. Yeah. And he was there when the police started shooting and mm-hmm. uh, the the video. It even features uh, this, not freestyle, but almost like spoken word verse from J-Rock. J-Rock, yeah. TD. That's the type of message that really speaks to you rather than, you know, Drake and Future uh, (laughs) serving out burgers and fries. Pretending that they're some some (laughs) (laughs) some down on their luck uh, guys in the street. Like that, I can I can see J Rock talking to that kid. Yeah, know? absolutely. I can see that happening, and uh, yeah, that video that I I hope that video wins because I think that you know Anderson Pac de- deserves all the all the glory. I get it. The Beehive is gonna come after me. Brown brown skin girls amazing. I love that track. I do love it. Like the <laughs> he did say in the beginning, The Wiz Kid in the beginning. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big big Pac fan, big Pac stan. Yeah, and uh, I hope I hope that wins. I think that that message is is uh, more necessary at this time for uh, for the the people that we all live with in this nation. Yeah. I think that uh, it needs to be elevated to that level where it is a Grammy award winning. Uh, experience or Grammy award winning video because that's the only way that you're really going to get into that the recognition into the mind of everyone. Yeah, that consciousness. It yeah. needs to be a shared consciousness if we're gonna move forward. Yeah, I mean I think a, a large part of this that a lot of people are missing if you if you don't if you haven't lived or experienced that the, the black experience is you know, it this happened months ago at this point the the last big you know the last big push last big movement yep but i I think what a lot of people don't realize is 2020 isn't like shit didn't just get out of control in 2020 yeah this is how it's been (laughs) every every single year uh you know there's some some name whether it's big or small you know whether it's local whether it's national it's like multiple 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 And it's interesting, I'll say, that 
it now is the time uh, that that is really kind of struck a chord. I want to say with the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, good. I'm like I'm happy that it struck a chord. I think I'm, Trump helped. I would re- I'd be remiss to deny that. <laughs> think that it also helps that a lot of people were stuck at home or yep. were supposed to be. And yep. it couldn't help but look at the news every day to see when the virus would would be cured. And oh, yep. by the way, let's look at another We're looking good. Another black person got murdered. Yep. Huh. So. Oh, uh, I didn't mean looking good. I thought that we were talking about the virus, no. coronavirus. Yeah. All right, shout out. Uh, shout out. Almost Pfizer. Thank you. <laughs> Pfizer. Thank you. Well done. We would love a sponsor from Pfizer. Yeah, uh, I would. I would take an early virus or early vaccine. Excuse me. I don't even need the, the sponsorship. You take an early vaccine? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. My mom. My mom says that she will not be in the front row. I. Yeah. I trust it though. Yeah. I trust it. I think I with with a lot of the stuff, and not not to not to derail ourselves, but I think a lot of stuff that's come out about it, and about coronaviruses in in general, uh-huh. like SARS and all that other stuff, I think because they're so close to each other that I, I believe the mm. science behind this. Mm. Mm. You know. Props. What were we talking about? We were we were just saying um, it was a very good video. To capture, right. capture the moment, despite the fact that this isn't a single solitary moment. It's it's just it's been how it's been for yeah yep. for the community. And then the the tribute at the end is pretty tight. Yeah, all the names. The and names mm-hmm. fall into the fist. That was tight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very good. And then there's one more video that we I think are missing. D- we are. Which one was that? Say, uh, David and Goliath. Goliath is the name <laughs> of the song. Uh, full disclosure, had never heard of it. I hadn't heard I it either. The, the list. But we we checked it out. We checked it out for this podcast. Um, I thought the video was pretty cool. It was thought provoking yeah, for sure about the environment. Yeah, it illustrated the the message of the song as uh, very well produced. Absolutely. And I, I think that uh, it was super tight how it wasn't just synced to the music, but it was, like, synced to different aspects of the beat. Yeah. Like, at one point, I think the rocks are in the in the machinery, mm-hmm. and as the beat pumps, the rocks bump up and bump down. Yeah. Uh, almost like tight. the earth is shaking. That was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really understand how he was gonna. He's not gonna fight that thing at the end. I mean, you guys gotta watch it, but he basically is about to fight this uh, the environmental monster that that we have caused. And I guess that's the message. Yeah. You can't fight it. Just have to run from it. Just run away from your problems. Global warming yeah. is real. Run away from the problem. Yeah, Jesus. that's how you handle it. We fuck putting in new protections for the environment. Just run away from it. Where are we gonna go? Well, I'll, uh, well, I'll be dead. So damn. So you just gonna leave your? Uh... Hey Gen Z, good luck. <laughs> good luck. 
No, I mean obviously the it's much bigger than that, and I I wouldn't know where to start. I already do my job recycling and turning off all the lights and making sure I conserve my water. So you know, my carbon footprint is great, but mm. it's it's those mega corps. They're the ones that are causing all the problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, I do think that that video left a little bit to be desired from the. I I I just I just thought that it was gonna be a. I was gonna like the song more. That's what I thought. In the first five seconds, the song was really striking a chord with me it was resonating i was like oh this is about to be like a tight edm track and then the vocals came in and i was like oh this is just pompey's bastille except in 2020 and i felt like uh the vocals and the song is the song is a good song i'm not gonna lie but i felt like the vocals definitely could have been more powerful yeah because uh, at that point, I'm just watching the video and listening to the beat. I wasn't even really focusing on the vocals. Yeah, yeah. That's just it for me. It but was like a murmur in the back. You know, that's probably why I got nominated for Best Video and not True. Best True. Something or Other. What do you think is going to win? Best Video? Yeah. My heart, my heart says Lockdown. Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer this in a different way. I would, I would accept Brown Skin Girl or Lockdown winning. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm in a similar boat. I would be quite upset if Life Is Good won, <laughs> and all yeah, this stuff in between, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd also be quite upset if Life Is Good won. <laughs> I think I'd also be upset if the, if uh, the one we were just talking about won as well. I, I think if if Goliath won, I'd be I'd be upset because that means that they're truly shutting the the black experience. Yes, global warming is important. I get it, but this year that was important. Yeah, I agree. I, and I mean, goddamn it, we're we're on a podcast called Two Black Sand. Did you really expect us to to vote for Harry Styles here? Amen. Like, come Amen. on. Amen. <laughs> No, Harry Styles had the had the fish. Tell me more about the fish. <laughs> how, how? Why? Just let us know, please. Explain it to us. Tell us in the comments. <laughs> like, subscribe. Uh, BTS is in there. Oof. Back to uh, back to the uh, mm, mm, K-pop. You know, um, K-pop is here to stay. Yep. It is. It really is. BTS, you not only did you uh, help to get Trump out of office, but you're also <laughs> finally in the Grammys. Congratulations. Honestly deserved. And I know that that's probably something that no one is expecting me to say based on how much I've spent uh, shitting on K-pop stands. <laughs> but damn it. I have to admit it. Dynamite is a fire song. It's and I don't want song. to. I remember I was uh, working out, and uh, we were working out. And my girlfriend and I were working out to, uh, to to just a YouTube video, mm. and then the next track, the next song, the next video was Dynamite, and it came on, and I just started doing push-ups to it. 
<laughs> you were amped. I was amped, dude. I couldn't stop. That K-pop the workout energy. was done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, there's something infectious about it, and I, and I hate to say that about K-pop. I, I, I really do. <laughs> but it's it's just a, a solid, solid track, you know? We didn't even talk about the fact that uh, that uh, Blue Ivy got that got that nomination because of Beyonce. I completely forgot. I co- I we gotta go back to it. Yeah, that's her yeah. first Grammy nod. Well, let's let's take a a brief little pit stop or turn around and go back. Uh, congratulations, Blue Ivy, on the nom. You I think could, she goes by Blue or Ivy. I I think they or call B. her Blue. I think they call her Blue. Yeah. So, but I I don't know her like that. So, Blue Ivy, congrats on the nom. Your vocal performance left everything to be desired. <laughs> uh, you know, you you got noms for best music video. Could have just danced. But she <laughs> that's that is true. She could have just danced. But uh I will say that her being in that video was powerful. It was. It, it was. It, she fit in perfectly with the the whole family, black women, motif. Yeah. Uh, Such a star-studded cast. We had Lupita in there. Kelly Rowland. I think FK Twigs was in there. But I, I, I looked it I up. I'm not that. sure. I'm not sure. We gotta look yeah. it up again. Yeah. But it was. Yeah, it, truly a solid again it one of the two i want to win mm-hmm. yeah one of the two although i would like anderson's to win me just too just a little bit more just me a too. little bit more but i think that just comes down to the 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 resonating thing you know what do you what do you think uh do you think that blue ivy is gonna grow up to be a singer a dancer do you have any idea right now I kind of feel like she's going to grow up to be like Will Smith's mm. uh, crazy. No. <laughs> I was going to say the other his his oldest son. Oh. Is like kind of doing his own thing yeah. like they still have a great relationship and they show up. Just because I feel like Beyoncé and Jay have kept her out of r- relatively kept her out of the limelight. Mm. Um, and so I think the only reason she was even included in this one is because of the message it was sending. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it makes perfect sense for her to be in this one. But, you know, I feel like we saw nothing but Jaden and Willow from the age that they were like four until now. Totally. So and, uh, and I think it was, that had it was too much. The boy is not an icon, despite what he may say. Okay. Now that song is fine. It's. Okay, whatever, it's something. Whatever you're trying to, whatever shade you're trying to throw at, at Jaden right now, that song is fire. Nothing but love, Jaden. You keep doing you. You were amazing in the pursuit of happiness uh, when you were six years old. Go back to that, please. <laughs> Would you rather he keep doing fashion or actually make music? Ooh. It's uh, a hot take. We we don't need to get into that today. That's not part of the Grammys. Yeah, I, I've upset enough people. I realized, however, I don't think we touched on album of the year. We we said that we were upset, hurt, mm. 
damaged by mm-hmm. the fact that our good friend Abel, our good friend, was not nominated. Have him on speed dial. Of course, he's he's one. But he's one. He's he's a uh, five for me. Oh, wow, damn! I wonder who you have ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely me. Um, who? Let's take a look at album of the year here, and just let's just do a quick little rundown. I think we had uh, Janae Aiko. Yeah. Chilombo. Chilombo. Right, that was in there. I think we had uh, a little bit of Coldplay. Yeah, Everyday Life by Coldplay was in there. Which, who fucking knew there would be a new Coldplay album in 2020? Well, I'm sure someone did. But yeah, somebody, somebody it's called not, it. It's not my It radar. wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift, obviously. Every year. Every year. It's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think she makes an album for the Grammys. It's not even... Probably. Not even her making the album for her fan. Yeah. It's her making the album for the Grammys. She's just going to fill that slot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Post Malone. Uh, that That's another one, just like I was saying about Bop, is the end of 2019. I think that had to be an end of 2019 thing, for mm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good album, though. It is a good album. Uh, you can't forget Dua Lipa. Oh, of course. Took over the year. Took over. Took over. They're great. Her problem, though, is she makes dance music when you can't go out and dance. That's That's got to hurt her. Honestly, but maybe people are just, you know, putting on some headphones with a mask and going out and dancing in the street. Maybe that was... Maybe that was the point. Yeah, a good way to bring people together. Yeah. 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 What do you, What do you think should win uh, album of the year? Well, from the ones that are listed here, I would oof. say Able. <laughs> I would well Able, without a doubt. There's no question. But if I had to, you know, color in between the lines on this one and choose from the list that they provided me with. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna rock. Uh, I'm rocking Chalumbo. Chalumbo's pretty good. Chalumbo's Chalumbo's a really good album. It is. It it was the exact vibe I needed when it came out. You know that very nice, very chill kind of, like, almost I want to say familial. Or like there's like a closeness that I feel like you get from the album. Mm-hmm. It's and it's just right up my alley. I mean, I've always been an R and B dude, so it, it just makes sense for me. I mean, I still play uh, Trip every yeah. time I, I go on the plane. That's my that's my go to album. Yeah. Yeah. So Janae Aiko, she's she's got a she's got a place in my heart. Yeah. So you would also make the the Chalumbo. She's in there, but I I, I do need to check out that Black Pumas. Uh, the Black Pumas album because I know that I know I've heard that that's good uh, and mm. I haven't checked that out yet. That's one that completely wasn't even on my radar. <laughs> now it's something that we should check out for sure. You wouldn't put Dua Lipa in there. <laughs> that's not your style. Dua Lipa, fantastic album. The future nostalgia. Um, I don't know that I like it enough. And I don't know that I thought it was solid all the way through enough mm. for me to give it an album of the year. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. There's some choice cuts for sure that I enjoy, but I, I wouldn't say front to back. I, I thought it was a, compl- a solid enough album to be album of the year. Like Jack Harlow's was better. Yeah, absolutely. Than, than All six of his songs on his album <laughs> were fantastic. What a hater for Jack. And then uh, we've also haven't jumped into Best New Artist yet. Now, I know oh. you've got a hot take for, for the category of Best New Artist. Yeah, so not even not even the nominees themselves. Just I, Well, I guess they're t- they go hand in hand. Best New Artist, when the list has Kay Trinata and Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat on it. It's not new. What? It new to them, I guess. Like new to who? I, you know, Doja has been all over the place for at least the past two years. She's yeah, she's been around. Like there was uh, Moo. Yeah, there was Moo. It, <laughs> it, it blew past the airwaves. Yeah, Megan. This is her third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, main, ma- if not album, third or fourth main major project, you know. It's just like it. It's it's like they're just so out of touch, you and, know. And that's kind of the feeling that that kind of permeates the the Grammys altogether, you know. Like who 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 is this supposed to be representing? I mean, I maybe maybe we are living in a bubble, but I just feel like anyone that I talk to, whether it's young, old. Black, Gen- white, orange, purple. Yeah, Gen Z feels the same way. Yeah, I, I have to imagine they do. I mean, they're probably listening to Minecraft artists right now or something. But, <laughs> but they would up. definitely agree that, you know, none of these artists are new. Kate Trinata was in there as well. I couldn't believe that. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is an insult. It's an insult. I mean, and and again, don't want to take away from the artists. Like, these are all great artists. They deserve the the nod. They they deserve recognition. I guess I should say they do. But as new artists, that's it's a stretch for me. Now, when I was doing a little bit of research uh, on the Grammys, I found this article in Harper's Bazaar. Where they say, uh, I forgot exactly who they were talking to, but they said that submissions for the awards, this is on the Grammys and the controversy around them, Mm. submissions for awards are first voted on by the members of the Academy, and then the top 20 entries are reviewed by smaller committees to narrow down the list to the final five to eight nominees for each category. But according to her complaint, whose name is Dugan. I'll get the information on that later and link the article down below. The board uses the committees to promote artists they have relationships with and manipulates Mm. the nominations process to include songs that Grammy producer Ken Elric wants performed during the ceremony. The board is even given nominations to submissions that weren't in the top 20 list at all per the filing. This year that happened with 30 nominees. Wow. And now that is uh, former CEO Deborah Dugan, 
D-U-G-A-N, filed a claim that unearthed shocking accusations about the Recording Academy. Now, I haven't done enough research to fact-check this article, yeah. so you guys can go and check it out by yourselves. But uh, if that is true, man, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, everything falls into place there. Everything falls into place. Especially since uh, we touched on it briefly, but... What the weekend's Twitter when he was saying I think one of his tweets said something about they had been collaboratively planning a major performance for mm-hmm. weeks and then all of a sudden nothing. Mm-hmm. So that would make that make an extreme amount of sense. And that's just that's just how that's just how it is out here in America. You know, it's it's uh, there's there's always a game that's being played. And you got to know the rules of the game to really uh, be free and be successful in this world, in this country. It's messed up, but if you're able to understand the rules, and that's why here at Two Blacks and we're going to give you those those rules of the world. Uh, At least we're going to try to give our own uh, hypothesis on them. Better every day. Better every day is the first one. Make sure that you remember that from Malcolm Dotson. But yeah, if you make sure that you understand these rules, then you can operate uh, within them. Or find a way to operate outside of them, but that's so much harder. It's not not worth it. If Abel can't do it. And the man is a living legend. Props to you, Abel. Once again, this podcast is Two Blacks And. Two Blacks And. I'm one of your hosts, Cyrus Wesson. I'm the other host, Malcolm Dotson.